Hello, I'm Nicholas. I'm the resident philosopher. What's your name? My name is Kyle Cody. Nice to meet you, I guess. <laughs> Kyle will say that. Um, yeah, I'm so happy you're here. I can't wait to talk. Um, so yeah, today we're talking about art as cognition. And I know you know plenty about philosophy of art, so I'm going to ask you to explain to me, first off, what like your first reaction to the, the phrase art as cognition. Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm thinking you're maybe adopting an artistic mindset to go about just mm. general life things. Cool. Like, yeah. Um, example, I my my discipline of of art is juggling. Yes, which is amazing. And in order to be a good juggler and to be and to make it in that uh, discipline, we have to adopt this artistic attitude of mm. uh, accepting and charitability towards concepts. Like there's no such thing as a bad concept. Cool. There, there's always a way to make something interesting or cool. There's always, you can never say no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not That's sure. awesome. I love that. What I love about that is just that we've already, because like, you know, for a lot of these conversations, they've all been fantastic. But a lot of times the way we end up doing it is the question ends up being, how is art, um, you know, cognitive? How is art like cognition? Okay. And what I you flipped it around, which I love, yeah. and I really yeah. want to talk about that, right? Like the question now is like not how is art like cognition, but how can we do cognition like art? Right? Like how can our general, everyday kind of cognitive capacities learn from art and from other kind of aesthetic experiences? Right? Like that's what I took to be like kind of what you're saying. Yeah, I think I get that's like a specific thing, just the gen and I do apply that in, in other places as well. When I yeah. whenever I read philosophy, I'm never Sometimes I read some fucked up shit and I'm like, no, Descartes, animals do feel pain. Stop it. Close the book. But I, I can't do that. There's always something to be found that is worth saving that I think is mm. something uh, that I get from the juggler's attitude of being wow. charitable towards concepts and trying to be as open and uh, yeah. trying to add something else that's as interesting. But I'm... I'm I, I guess I'll let you try to, uh, what are your, no, I, th I love where we are. I think this okay. is perfect. I think this is awesome. I, I, I love this idea of like, first off, cause like what, what you're saying, like the two kind of to separate to, you know, carve it up at its joints as we philosophers do. Like on the one hand, you're saying that like to make art to, you know, whether it's juggling, whether it's painting, whether it's, I don't know, like right. a sand sculpture, right. right. To make art requires you to like, change your own cognition it's okay. like it requires you to turn a switch in your brain uh, okay right and so you're trying to find out what, what but then but then the other thing is then when you do that you can end up applying that everywhere it doesn't have to yeah. be just located in art right yeah and so like, then you're, uh, you're you're having this artistic attitude just throughout exactly whatever. every day yeah and like there's definitely philosophers who like get us kind of there right like i'm trying to think um so like it's like one of my like favorite philosophers is like um like a Chinese classical philosopher Zhuangzi. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Like, are you how are you familiar with like, I just stuff? Chinese philosophy class in undergrad. So. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Are you taking the Zen class? No. no. Okay. 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 Yeah. I guess we shouldn't talk about. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like Zhuangzi, like right, like his whole thing about um, pushing us towards like this new way of like coping with the world at like this everyday level, and like. Yeah. I think what he's asking us to do is, yeah, to cultivate this kind of aesthetic attitude towards, like, the world where we kind of, like, embrace, right? Like, like he says, there's no such thing. He, I would kind of say that what he's saying is there's no such thing as a bad concept, right? He has this whole thing, right, where he's like, 
you know, the like Shufei distinctions, the distinction between this thing and that thing is like immaterial. Everything is a this at some point. Everything is a that at some point. Our like kind of ability to schematize the world is relative and it moves and it fluctuates. And like, that's awesome. That's cool. We should embrace that. We shouldn't try to reify our concepts that they only fit here and they only fit here. Like let's let things flow. And he thinks that that's how we kind of develop a healthier and like more enjoyable way of moving through the world. Right. So that science sounds kind of like, would you say that sounds kind of similar to like what you're describing? Yeah. So, I mean, are there, I, I can't really think of any problems with this, right? I, yeah. It just sounds like a, a general. It sounds ad- great. Yeah. So I'll put on the devil's advocate thing and I can okay, give yeah. us like the, right. The alternative kind of view. Right. So what some people might, and so what's, I guess someone like Kant might say, or like someone that kind of a more classically rationalist philosopher would say, and like, I've I come up upon these when I like, I'm dealing with these kind of d- disputes in my like work. Yeah. Like people will end up saying, look, all this stuff about the fluctuation of concepts and like this radical kind of openness, that's all well and good. That's very artsy of you. But at okay. the end of the day, practical life requires us oh, sure. to kind of reify these concepts. You know, we can't just go around the world, be, we'll go through our day, like being like, oh, you know, whatever kind of concept comes my way, I'll embrace. You know, I think that's wrong, but like that's the kind of alternative view, right? It was the view that would say like, you're not able to be a practical agent unless you are kind of like, like, that's a very structural like like the like to like the formal kind of term would it for would be like the structuralist philosopher so philosophers like Husserl like Heidegger right like um, even Foucault like I would say like have these kind of ideas that the way the world is is it's set up by certain kind of schemas certain kind of conceptual maps and we need those conceptual maps to kind of stick we need them to be still and static because if they're not, then we can't like move and act in the world. It's like, well, how would you respond to someone who said that to you? I mean, I, <laughs> I might just say, fuck off. Yeah. I, I mean, I can just, I, I, I am doing the, the artistic attitude through life, kind of, and I, it feels great. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't immediately see a problem with. Um, I can't really think of a specific example where I would want to turn that off yeah. in practical life, right? All the things I do think of are things that are very constructed that don't need to be that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, so, like yeah. a, like an equ- easy example, like, to, you know, just from what you, for, you just said, first thing that came to my mind is, like, you know, recent disputes about gender and et, et cetera, right. and, like, people who will insist that, like, we need some kind of rigorous concrete static notions of like man and woman in order to like interact with the world but so much recent work in philosophy of gender has been to say like you don't like you know our normal concepts of man man and woman are actually not static right like it's not like you know bunch of people believe in very static notions and we should stop that actually everyone is already have has the aesthetic attitude we we definitely do i mean words like man woman they they words can evolve and change they do evolve they've like, uh, I could maybe think of maybe a swan was defined as a big white bird, right? But then we found black ones. And so we had to adjust our definition to, exactly. to include the black ones, right? So it's just, uh, we have to account for the things that we observe through the world. And I think that happens from the artistic attitude that we yeah, have. Yeah, I think you're right. The diversity attitude. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah, I, and I, what I love about the way you, you know, the, the, the fuck off, the, the, the response to, you know, the kind of skeptic about the aesthetic attitude is you were just like, I'm doing it. You know, like, they're kind of claims, like, and that's what, whenever you get kind of notions of human nature, where they're, they're kind of reified notions where they're like, no, human life is like this. It's not like that. It's like this. The easiest way to disprove that is just to be like, look, I am the proof of the exception. Yeah. Like, you know, like, these, these, these kind of very static notions just don't hold water in the world. Right? And that's the easiest way to just be like, that's wrong. It's like, no, I'm doing the thing you think is impossible. Yeah. You know? And so I wonder, like, maybe we could talk a little bit about, because I find that really, I, what I love about this, because this is actually, like, what I would argue, like, so in my work on, like, Zhuangzhou, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, like, I, I have a paper I'm working on this where I try to argue that, because Zhuangzhou doesn't talk about art a lot in, in, in his work, right? Like, he doesn't, like, yeah. he doesn't use the word, like, aesthetic a lot. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, won't, wouldn't describe his attitude as kind of an aesthetic attitude or a kind of art-based attitude. I want to. And it sounds like, yeah, like you want to, too. And so maybe something we can think about is how do we, why, why do we want to use words like art and aesthetic to describe this yeah. kind of attitude? Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you. I think that um, there, there's not like a switch that we can turn off. Like, I'm about to go to the art museum. So now I turn on my art yeah. accepting concept brain. And then it, it turns off when I go back out into exactly, the Exactly, yeah. No, that's just, it just doesn't. It just seems unlikely to me. It's hard yeah. to yeah. yeah. Like in, in philosophy of art, we get a lot of people like being like, um, thinking that exactly like art is a different kind of cognition, yeah. and it's a it's a it's a a quarantined kind of cognition. Okay. It's like unique for specific circumstances. Well, I can accept that it's okay. I can accept that it's a specific kind of cognition, but I think I can still apply it to Yes, yes, like, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like well, by saying it's quenty what I mean is it's a kind of cognition that only works in certain circumstances. Right. right? And so only when you walk into the art museum, when you're standing in front of a painting, only then does this like a, this, you know, free play as as Kant would call it kick in right only then and there and like we got that right like i, I keep mentioning our class i shouldn't but like like right like we we were talking about how you know Kant has this really strict notion of what objects can make you experience beauty yeah but it seems weird to like so cordon them that experience off from all the rest of the world yeah yeah i i agree i i think whenever i uh, were to hear something like that, I would just ask why. I, it seems very far from like the null hy hy hypothesis of, yeah. of it just being like, this is what I do and this is what I experience. You were the ones jumping ahead saying that we have these different sanctions of cognition that yeah. are specific towards different properties. It doesn't seem that way at all. It seems like there's, I, I think there's lots of fluidity in yeah. everywhere. So Yeah, yeah for sure. So I'm curious then, I want to ask, because we've mentioned, like, we both clearly think that, like, this kind of art kind of cognition is, like, dope, and everyone should be cultivating it. Yeah. And I guess the thing to ask, right, is, like, why? Like, what, what about it is, like, what kind of real, like, I don't want to, like, what real benefits, because that makes it sound so transactional, but kind of, like, what about this do we find so compelling, you know? Uh, well, I think it makes me happy. I think, uh, so, I think... What I ultimately care about in life and in general is keeping things interesting. I don't nice. care. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Um, I, I want to remain as uncomfortable and interested and feeling difficult all the time as much as I can. And I think that happens when I expose myself to all of these different concepts that exist and I yeah. try to um, yeah. not, not even just blind, not blindly accepting them but trying to find the thing that is uh, worthwhile in it or interesting in it. There's always something interesting e even in terrible evil things yeah uh, when when Descartes said that animals don't feel pain there obviously I disagree with that but there's still something valuable to be found anyway right there's yeah a, people aren't it's hard for me to say that something somebody's philosophical work was not worthwhile exactly worth doing wrong I, is I, I different from say, worthless you know right right yeah. yeah I don't think I could ever say that but yeah Awesome, yeah, so that, that was our time signal. Oh, yeah, cool. But Sweet. this is awesome. I'm Sweet. so glad you came. Cool. And yeah, thank you. Absolutely.